Welcome to episode two of the Copyright and Intellectual Property Podcast. I'm Jason Tucker, and I've settled over a billion dollars in copyright claims for the world's largest studios. Over the last 15 years as the expert pirate hunter, IP problem solver, and enforcer, I have helped shape copyright law, the processes, and the landscape that exists today. So how do you keep your IP organized, protect it from pirates, and make even more money off of your content? With real-life insight and stories from the trenches, this is the Copyright and Intellectual Property Podcast. Hey, welcome back, and thank you for joining us in this episode. We're going to be talking about what's possible. Like, what can you do that turns out to be a good thing when somebody has stolen your content and is using it for free and not paying you for it? Do you have any examples of something recent that's happened? Yeah, very recent, actually. So through a uh, a situation and, and you know how the world works mutual now. Friends. Yeah, mutual friends, social media. We were hooked up on Facebook. And so a guy by the name of Ford Fisher, really interesting cat. So Ford has a site called newstoshare.com. It's News to Share Inc. And he goes out and shoots essentially civil unrest as an independent journalist. I don't think there's ever been a time when that is a more important job in, in our world than what's going on on the planet right now. And so he's putting himself, he was just in France for the, for the yellow jacket riots that are going on or, or civil uprising or whatever you want to call it. Well, that, that was the other thing. So yeah, unfortunately, or fortunately, right place, right time. So you depend on, on who you're talking to. He was, so at the end of Black Klansman, that's a good example. So the, the Charlottesville footage at the end of Black Klansman, Ford Fisher shot it. He shot the Charlottesville footage or a lot of it where, where some things happen. So, uh, and he, he shoots, shoots stuff all the time. He's, he, wherever the alt-right is, Ford Fisher is there with a camera. There's the pitch for it. Uh, he was just, he shot Chelsea Manning recently for, for some stuff that was going on. Literally so, putting his life on the Literally. Like I, I, there's pictures of him and, I, and he live streams it at the same time that he shoots, which is really interesting because he's publishing in real time. So from a intellectual property management standpoint, there's like red flags all over the place, but there are things that you can do to do that. And we'll get in that another time. So with Ford, just using Charlottesville as an example. So his footage turns out was being used in these documentaries or what, let me rephrase that, what people are calling documentaries. And, and, and so, and we're talking about seven seconds here, 30 seconds there, three seconds there. And you go, that's not a lot, but you know what? He gets paid a licensing fee for that footage in increments of seven seconds, 30 seconds, couple of minutes, whatever it is. And so from CNN and, and Fox and, and, and the various news outlets around the world. And then also like Spike in Black Klansman legitimately licensed it for use in his film. Thank you, Spike. But so these documentaries are ending up on like places like... Well, they're, they're on Amazon and Hulu and Netflix. And, and then so these people are making money off of... These, these are commercial films with a, with a documentary dress on it. And we can get into this at another date because I, I plan on figuring out how, well, not figuring out, we are going to bring a challenge at some point to the argument that this is all fair use. And we don't need to get into the legalese right now, but here's Ford's situation. We'll just keep it simple. So Ford's content was getting stolen on a fairly regular basis. Unbeknownst to him, he knew about it. He didn't know what he could do about it. So obviously the places that are taking it, whether they know that they're, they're supposed to be paying for it or not, and he makes it very obvious on how to license his stuff, so for him, it was important to maintain those relationships because he couldn't very well say, hey, Fox, or hey, this company, or hey, that company, because his time to live for them wanting to work with him would go away quite quickly. So his thing was, well, what can I do 
can I do anything past telling them to take it down? And so we gave him some tools like we're going to do with you and, and showed him a different path. And here's what that path looked like. I said, whatever your next footage is that you shoot, we're going to take that and we're going to register it right away. And then like a sniper, we're going to wait in the tall grass for somebody to take your stuff. And then we are going to approach them with a letter that is as part DMCA notice, which is a takedown notice that basically says, you don't, we don't believe that you have the right to do this, remove it, or you can license it. So what we did was, is we approached the companies with this letter. It's not rude. So it, it, it basically, it, it is, it's a takedown notice and or license option. So it's take it down or you need to reach out to us and pay. Very non-threatening. So the, obviously it gets to somebody in the legal department of this particular company using one as an example. And they sent a notice back and said, well, here's what happened. And so we're prepared to pay X. Are you prepared to accept X? And so I called up Ford and I said, should, would you take X? And he said, well, can we get Y? And I said, why not? And so uh, went back and we ended up, now what are we in? We're in a negotiation. What came out of that uh, example? A settlement. And uh, they got a license to use the footage. So now they don't have to take it out of their movie or, and they don't have to retitle everything to give him proper or credit. not getting paid because it's being taken down off Netflix or Hulu or whatever. Okay. So we did that. Down. Right. So we did that too. We did, we did send takedown notices to, to all of the places that it was being shown, but that was designed to get, and here's the strategic piece that was designed to get the attention and create a sense of urgency for the production company that knew that they they should have paid him. And how do I know that I can say that? You go, well, how do you know that? Because I ended up talking to the producer and he says to me, well, we had this on our clearance sheet. We thought we were okay. That's like a sheet that people, when they have to license something. Yeah. And so my issue with that is I used to be in production. I know how this stuff works. And so the other part of this is this, they have credits at the end of that movie. And what does it say? Getty Images. Getty Images does not give you things for free. So they knew darn well that they needed to pay Getty and they figured, ah, this, this guy, we just grabbed his stuff off the internet and they use it. Yeah. Well, you know what? You just became a thief, but that doesn't mean that you need to be mean to the thief. So this is an example of what did we create? We created a win-win situation. So for Ford, he now gets properly compensated for his footage without creating any bad blood with any of the companies that he currently works with. And, uh, they get to continue using it. And now you are one of the few people that actually knows that happens. So how effective was that strategy? Well, just with Ford alone, we've been able to rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And just this past month alone, we were able to settle a considerable amount of money for him uh, in a very short window while again, maintaining all of those relationships. And uh, we have a similar situation with a, with a, uh, a photographer that we were able to do that with for her images. So it's um, the content doesn't, dictate the process. The process is always the same. It's just, what is it you want to accomplish? What's the goal and what's the most effective way to get there? So the short answer is yes. What's possible is, is that things you didn't know that you could get, you can actually get. And then um, the other part of that is there's, there's more opportunities that open up because now with the companies, these companies are going to continue making these documentaries. Now they know if they come across this footage, they know exactly how to contact him in order to properly license it. Well, that's what I was going to say too. Like as you get down the road further with him, probably the same thing will happen with him that's happened with your other clients is that 
the powers that be, they're going to get a reputation and they're going to want to work with him. They already like his stuff. They're already using his stuff. Well, it's easy. The process is easy. They don't have to guess where it is. They know, okay, this is his footage. This is how you get a hold of him. This is about what it's going to cost us. And if we don't do it, this is really what it's going to cost us. So let's just pay for it up front. And the, the unique thing about him, what probably like unique about what you do in your industry is that his footage is sought after because he's at the right place at the right time, providing the right message. Yeah. So I think that that probably wraps it up on why somebody should care about their content being stolen and what they can do about it. We'll talk about it a lot more as we go forward. But if you guys want to get in touch with Jason, you have any questions, probably the easiest, fastest, most effective way would be to join our Facebook community. It's a group and it is the Intellectual Property HQ community. You can search for us or you can find us on the website at IPHQS.com, intellectualpropertyhq.com. You can join the Facebook group there. We do ask three questions. Jason does go through and make sure that you're a legitimate person. If he thinks you're a pirate or somebody that is going to come in and just spam the group, you're not getting in. If you don't answer the questions, you're not getting in. The questions are around like, what is your business? What's your biggest intellectual property question? We'll go ahead. Once we let you in, we'll post that in the group and Jason will answer it. If you have any questions there, you can either talk about it in the group, which actually helps other people that are going through similar things. Yeah, because other people in the group may answer questions too. Yeah, trying to create a self help. Yeah, there has been instances where you've taken it offline and either had a Facebook chat or jumped on the phone or phone calls. Absolutely, because there's there's just certain things that shouldn't ever be published on a regular basis, and so it goes back to you don't know what you don't know. So sometimes it's best to not leave a paper trail and just have a telephone conversation. So at the time of this recording, which is actually what, April 15th, 2019, that's the best way to do it. If you're listening to this, it's a year or two from now, just know that the processes may change, but you can always go to the Facebook group and or the website and find out the best way to get a hold of Jason at that point in time. Unless it's the future and there's another there's another version of Facebook. There may, be, there may not even be <laughs> Facebook anymore. It might have gone by way of uh, MySpace and everything else. Whatever it is, listen to the most recent episode and you'll find out how to get in touch with us. In the meantime, make sure that you subscribe to whatever podcast player you listen to so that you never miss an episode. And if you could go leave us a review on iTunes, that would be amazing. It would be helping us out so much. And I think that in future episodes, we should probably read some of those reviews because the good ones are going to be wonderful and sweet and not my alley and then like the terrible ones will be funny just to read out loud and listen to anyway so until next time thank you guys we will talk to you soon jason tucker is not an attorney all the information shared on this free podcast is his opinion and not legal advice be sure to subscribe and rate the show on itunes see you next time